0: Good evening, my friends, and welcome back once again to another wonderful, wonderful episode of Phantom Talk. Um, it's always interesting to say that it's a wonderful episode before we're finished recording, but that's how much faith I have in us is that this is going to be a fantastic episode of Phantom Talk. Um, today, we are continuing the series Summer of Video Games. Uh, we're trying to cover up a bunch of different uh, video game anniversaries, if you guys haven't been keeping up with us. Um, and today we are talking all about Batman Arkham City, which is 10 years old. 10 years old this October? November, I think? Somewhere I think it's, it's November. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's later in the year. I know that. Um, but we're approaching. We're approaching 10 years of it. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We're also going to be... T- Touching base on some of the rest of the series as well, just because you kind of have to with, with those games. Um, but we are going to be mainly focused on that one. But first, um, I'm going to go ahead and do introductions. I mean, we have with us the fantastic y Sage, the probably the biggest Batman fan I know, if, I, if I'm being 100% honest.
1: Um, mm, so, probably not a whole lot. They're probably not very. There's very
0: few people that would be bigger. I would say. Uh, uh, there, there you go. There you go. How are you doing tonight, Josh? Are I'm doing ready, pretty good. You ready to talk about some
1: Batman? I am. I'm ready to talk about some Batman.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. We also have with us, uh, Red Lanyard, Al Manningly. Al, how are you doing tonight, brother?
2: I'm doing. I'm doing quite good, Jacob. How How are you today?
0: Oh, I'm. I'm doing very well. Thank you.
2: Ooh. And
0: uh, as as Al said, I am the editor in chief. Uh, the grand poobah, The queso grande, as has been told before, Uh, Jacob Vance-Hardesty, and I'll be leading us this evening. Um, So, yeah, let's just, I mean, guys, let's just jump right into it. Josh, we're going to start off with you. So, Batman Arkham City, okay, came out 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. fantastic game, in my opinion. However, what are your general thoughts of the game, and how how has it affected
1: open world games as a whole, would you say? Yeah, so, I think that was the big jump. Uh, from Arkham City to uh, Arkham Asylum, which there's some people that I think still kind of prefer Arkham Asylum with its more uh, linear kind of gameplay because there was there, there did seem to be um, a more detailed story told. Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally think Arkham City just just knocked it out of the park with the idea of just the feel of Batman. Mm-hmm um just certain just certain things that happen in Arkham City uh that you can only you can only get in an open world. Um just little things like using your uh your headset to uh um you know uh, listen listen to other people oh yes yeah you Mm -hmm. know and everything and like listen like to what they were saying and uh you know just kind of the funny conversations they were having you know about Batman or about you know Catwoman or some of the other stuff that was going on Mm -hmm. um and then of course you know one of the things i really like about arkham city um that it does really well is that it changes the open world as you play it Mm -hmm. particularly with the uh not just in like opening new areas but like when you get to protocol 10 uh you know just things are blowing up and everything so so it's it's really it's a really solid uh solid open world um Not as big as uh, Arkham Knight, of course, but I think that. But I think it since it's smaller, it's able to give us more detail and just little things like, you know, seeing the Flying Graysons posters Mm -hmm. and uh, LexCorp posters and stuff like that. Um, You know, uh, Queen Industries posters, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that just really add to the world. And uh, so, yeah, and I I think as far as open world games, it's one of my favorites.
0: I uh, I completely agree. I it's funny you mentioned how you listen to the conversations and everything and how the world around you changed. I always thought that they did really well with real, I guess it's just like the way that they coded it to where each time that a new event happened, you had a lot of different conversations. You didn't have the exact same conversations throughout the entirety of the game. Right. You had a few repeats and everything, but still, I, 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 100% agree with you. I really enjoyed that. Al, what about you, man? What are your, what were your kind of general thoughts of the game and, uh, and how, how do you, how do you think it has affected the open world genre since then?
2: Mm. Well, um I know
0: it's a question to start off with, I apologize, but I thought it would big, be a good it's one a to
2: big, it's a big big stromboli of a question you got there, Jamie. Juicy, mm-hmm. uh, juicy, juicy stromboli Batman is the, what you is what you the only kind of strombolis things. I I prepare, my friend. Uh, I mean uh, if if your stromboli isn't juicy, then you need a you need to go to a different olive garden. Um so um Arkham City. Um uh, it's a great game, I'm not gonna rock the boat or be controversial and just be like, oh, the Arkham games actually suck. Um, they're objectively great. Uh, they just are, even the ones that, um, or even the one that um, I have I'm a bit more of an issue with an um, Arkham Knight. But um, it's, it's still objectively a really enjoyable, uh, very well-made game. Um, but Arkham City, um, I kind of go back and forth. Um... Unlike Josh, um, who who gives a little bit of an edge uh, to Arkham Asylum, but um, I kind of go back and forth. I can't really decide if I like Arkham Asylum or Arkham City more. But I definitely put more hours into Arkham City than I did any of the Arkham games, um, any of the other Arkham games. And uh, there's this there's this very genuine. I think, very good uh, discussion or debate around open world games that I think is really worth having where there's a discussion of, you know, is an open world games quality equivalent to how much stuff is in the open world or is there a balance um, between having an open world that's worthy of exploration while still not jam-packing as much stuff as you can into the map or or what have you and I think Arkham City comes really really close to a just about a perfect balance on that equation that you can get to um, because Arkham City crafts its world in such a way that it rewards your exploration it makes exploration pretty easy and pretty enjoyable with the mechanics of gliding and zip lining and all that good stuff um, is Batman. Um, And so it encourages exploration. There's plenty of stuff to find and discover. Josh talked about, you know, the little Easter eggs around. Um, um, I won't say I completed the game because the Riddler trophies are just something I don't ever see myself going back and getting all of, but I tried my best to find all the little Easter eggs, all the little um, detective mode pictures you could take various things. You know, there was like a um, there was like a Zeus um, Easter egg you could find to take a picture of. There's like a um, a king shark Easter egg you can find to take a picture of, and just those small things that um, are really targeted at fans of the character and um, in the mythology of Batman um, are really rewarding and fun to explore and find. And so I think it does a great job of putting enough in there to encourage you to explore the map without just kind of overwhelming you, which is something a lot of open world games kind of do where they're just chock full of shit to find and discover and question marks to explore and and radio towers to unlock or whatever it is. Um, So I think Arkham City just does a really great job of kind of showing what an open world game should be as far as exploring exploration without just kind of um assigning you busy work um to complete the map or whatever it may be it never felt like homework to explore the map in arkham city which is something i think a lot of open world games uh, kind of stumble along the way with so uh, i think that map is really really well crafted as far as open world games go uh
0: <clears throat> I-, I completely agree one of the I think one of the more interesting things about the game is that if you want to make it a more linear experience like you like you do in Arkham Asylum, you can just go straight through the story. But at the same time, I think you are doing yourself a little bit of a disservice if you aren't at least taking a few looks around, if nothing else, just to appreciate what like you both said, you know, the design of the game and just how how much went into just, you know, putting like you said a poster here or or a, or a certain or like the like the zoo sign here just different so many different things that just went into just the design of the overall game um i remember one of my favorite you know side not really even a side quest but it's like a little easter egg um came after i beat the main game actually um so it was actually kind of awkward that go strange was talking to me um but if you go to crime alley um, right behind the movie theater, you can... Uh, I mean, it's, it is is a press F to pay your respects, is, is what it is. But it's Batman lays down a rose and then gets on one knee while Hugo Strange is doing this voiceover talking about how the entirety of, of Arkham City has been built around the basis of your beginning. And it's, just, it's a really interesting scene that a, that could absolutely go by the wayside that a lot of people may not even know about. Um And so I just, and so, yeah, no, I I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, Moving on. Al, I've actually got this question to go into you first because I know this is a big thing for you. And I have heard different people complain about this um, in in some different forms. People have said that they don't really like the combat system. I have heard that from from a couple of different people. I don't necessarily disagree, but I'm curious. You being the guy who focuses so heavy on combat systems and different video games um what were your thoughts on the on the arkham combat system and and obviously once once again kind of in the same way as the with the open world aspect how has it changed different games and has it for better or worse has it changed them Ooh,
2: yeah that's a that's a good question um as you know me as anyone knows who's listened to any of the summer video games podcasts um or um, our top games of generation podcasts um I love combat systems in games. I love to get kind of lost in the mechanics and and figure out the um, the small specifics um, and details of combat in games. Um, And and you're right, there is a fair amount of criticism of the Arkham game system of combat. Um, A lot of people say it's really repetitive. Um, a lot of people say it kind of lacks kind of um, any room for creativity. Um, I've seen that criticism a lot. Um, um, I've got some opinions on those opinions. I've got opinions on opinions. It's just opinions all the way down. It's like a John Green story. Um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but first and foremost um to address kind of the latter half of your question is in how it's affected kind of combat systems in a broader sense in video games I mean that kind of system of you know hitting square to attack triangle to counter triangle circle to use um and assure after a combo um that kind of stuff I mean that's called Arkham combat. I mean, that's (laughs) to say that um, it's been influential on video game combat. um, It's kind of the understatement of the year. I mean, it's it's basically its own brand that people have kind of used and appropriated and and fine tuned into other styles of combat. Um, So it's massively influential. And I think for good reason. Um, there's there's somewhat of Kind of, how do I say it, a surprising amount of depth to Arkham combat if you really try to get into it and understand the finer points of it. Um, It's not just trying to mash square and hit triangle if a prompt comes up. Um, there's, uh, There's kind of a rhythm to the combat in Arkham. Um, if you, if you time your punches the right way, you can build combo faster. If you time your um, counters the right way or hit it enough times to stop simultaneous attacks, then you get rewarded for that as well. So there's, um, also your experience is tied to how well you do and how well you diversify your combos and the timing of your finishers and things like that. I mean, there's, there is depth to this combat system. Um, and the fact that it came out prior to other games who have built off of it and have have, have done a bit more with it, you know, the combat in Spider-Man games um, is, is very heavily based on Arkham Combat. So the fact that other games that came out afterwards and built upon that foundation and consequently t- to it with a bit more diversity and flair I don't think that's really fair to consider that a knock to the Arkham games because Arkham games were the ones that kind of laid that foundation and said, hey, this can work. This can be a really good system um, and there's room to kind of innovate within it. Um, So I think I hear those criticisms. I think a lot of those criticisms are unfair because a lot of them come out of the retrospect. Uh, based on what other games have been able to do with Arkham combat, which again is is named after the franchise itself. So um, I don't know. I'm one of those weird guys who find it really satisfying uh, when I was playing um, Arkham City in particular a lot. Um, I would find myself repeatedly going in to kind of um, on the infinite, uh, like the challenge mode type thing where it's just waves and waves of bad guys for you to fight. And just kind of get into a flow state with that challenge mode uh, because it was just really satisfying to do well Um, and it really was it kept you engaged by throwing different kinds of threats at you so i think i don't know i think it's a really good combat system um sure it hasn't aged well just because other games have have improved upon it but that's not really fair to say uh, well you know, it's a bad system because it it is what character action games have become in a lot of ways. So.
0: Okay, uh, hang on one second. Al, uh, Alyssa just messaged you. Uh, yeah, you, okay, you just not saw that. Okay, uh, we'll edit this part out. But yes, yeah. I fully, I, yeah. Okay. That was very good, by the way. <laughs> the
2: dock, OK, I'm back. Sorry about that.
0: I just wanted to make sure that Alyssa wasn't having to, like, stand outside on the front porch or anything like that.
2: She's inside. She's good.
0: Yay. Everyone's happy home and safe. All right. <clears throat> All right. Josh, what about you, man? What are your thoughts on the arkham combat system o- overrated repetitive or or do you th- or are you kind of without do you do you enjoy it well
1: moment? i i do want to start here uh i think al misunderstood said something i said a while ago i i think arkham city's the best of the series uh mm-hmm. he's um, i did say other people like arkham asylum better because of the linear but i think arkham city's the the best of series and i'd probably tie all the others uh together they're better not better or worse than any other Um, as far as the uh combat system goes um i think it's the uh one of the you're gonna have to add this out i'm I'm about to hack again and getting i don't know why you're can i I get water okay Or you supposed to
2: go to the uh, bathroom
1: if you want it All right.
0: Let's
1: try this again. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hold on. Take your time. <clears throat> okay. Go for it. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to be really
0: good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Josh, what about your thoughts on the uh, and Combat system? A little... Mm. Uh, a little repetitive, you know. Little. I've little been rough. waiting a
1: while to talk about the Arkham Combat. System. Oh goodness! <laughs> um, I do want to clarify real quick. Uh, I think Arkham City is the best in the series. Uh, I think uh, Arkham Asylum Origins and Arkham Knight together all do a lot of really great things, but I think they're kind of tied together. I think City uh, really takes the game to the next level. Um, but here's here's what I will say about the Arkham Combat. In my opinion, the Arkham Combat is. The bet is one of the best, if not the best, combat systems in any game ever, and particularly any action game ever. And the reason I say this um, is because very few games force you to think on the fly as well as Arkham City does. When you start out, it it is, I mean, when you start, it it is repetitive because everybody's got, you know, either their fists or bats, Mm
0: -hmm. you know.
1: some, or, okay, or, or, pikes, or you know? whatever. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you get to the end of this game, particularly the when you finally confront Hugo Strange and he just leaves you in this room with like twenty people, and you've got guys with shields, you've got guys with the tasers, you've got guys with guns, you've got two of the big giant uh, brute guys, you know, knives, uh, knives. Um, I mean, you've got you've got a lot of different combat. Choices you have to make, and you have to make them really quickly. And there's a really good progression that Arkham City does real well by starting you off really easy, and then by the end of it, if you have been, you know, putting the time in, have been trying to get better. I mean, you feel. I hate. I hate to do this. Oh, I hate to do it. Oh, guys, Need he's more. gonna say it. Here we go. You feel like Batman. Whoa! Uh,
0: oh my gosh, you really did. <laughs>
2: Would you say it's the Dark Souls of Batman simulators, Josh?
1: (laughs) (coughs) I would, actually.
2: Um, That doesn't make any sense, but go on.
1: Piece of of trivia here. Arkham Asylum. Do you know what type of game Arkham Asylum was supposed to be, either one of you? I
2: really don't, actually. Al, do you know? Um, I'm going to be obtuse now and say say it was supposed to be a Dark Souls clone.
1: Okay, it was not... Uh, was it a cooking game? It was not a cooking game either. Mm, okay, there's my the, guess. The original pitch for Batman: Arkham Asylum was it was going to be a rhythm game. We'll let that, that sink in. Fair.
2: Yeah,
1: and that's that's where the that's where the combat system comes from. If I you, mean, it was developed by Rocksteady. I knew you were going to do that? That wasn't even <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> but anyway it was a rhythm game and that was the general idea is that, you know, to get into a rhythm when you're fighting and that stuck around, you know, you get into like a, I'll call it a flow state. You do get into this rhythm, but it's also, it's it's not like a mindless rhythm. Like you have to make choices and yeah, the fact, you know, like you brought up Spider-Man, you know, which I think takes the, I actually think takes the, um, the, the fighting system and actually, expands on it pretty well uh, into, you know, how would Spider-Man work in this kind of rhythmic-based fighting system uh, with the stuff they do and and uh, particularly all the the air combos and things like that. I think they do a real go- good job with that. But if you want to talk about a game that just straight up rips off Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, it's Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. It, I mean, literally the button presses are the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and those games were both, you know, game of the year, you know, Nominees, kind of thing, and so there's a it's its influence is not going away anytime soon because it is a really easy way to get people into a game, and it's an e and it it really eases people into becoming these these ultra powerful characters because yeah by the end of it there's no point when you're when you're playing this game you walk in and feel overwhelmed you know even if there's you know fifty sixty people you know you're like okay i can do this you know and uh and that that's there. there's a strength to that kind of combat system yeah no i
0: i absolutely agree with both of you um on that one mainly just because if nothing else the once you figure out how to do the quick fire gadgets well it it becomes just so much fun to just like pull people with a grappling hook yeah, I agree. You know, that, and,
1: that, well the, the, that's the, one you know when i was talking about the you know, that like some people call it boring or that, you know, you're doing the same thing over again. I don't think you're playing the game. Well, yeah. I
0: mean, if you're, if, if you're going in and you're just hitting just square when you're supposed to triangle, when you're supposed to, and circle to stun the big brutes and everything. So you can do like the, the super fast hits, then yeah, you're going to find it boring. But if you're actually trying to make a use of one, I mean, a lot of your encounters start off, um, with with a stealth basis so it's okay how many people do i want to take out early do i just want to just jump right in just go kind of in guns blazing you know and just kind of just have a massive battle
1: Batman doesn't use guns
0: i do you want to go in batarangs blazing and uh then just have a massive battle (laughs) i you know what's funny is I knew you were gonna say that, and, and and I was like, he's he's about to say it. It's gonna happen. It was it was me with the rock City joke again, and that's just who we are as people. Um, but but yeah, no, I mean, I just I I love the combat system personally, and I really I've always kind of disagreed with anyone who said they didn't enjoy it. But but yeah, um, moving on. So obviously there are so many different villains and so many different characters within not only just. The, the Batman and Gotham mythos, but really just DC in general, that actually show up in the Arkham series. I am curious, was there any villains particularly that didn't get enough screen time for you, Josh? What, what didn't you get enough
1: screen time? Yeah, that,
0: that, that, like, so, like someone that like you thought they
1: could have done a bit more with, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to be weird here and kind of say no, because there's a really interesting hierarchy uh and how um arkham city puts its villains together mm-hmm. um because joker's obviously your lead mm-hmm. um but i here's like when you talk about the villains of this game you have to understand when this game came out we had no idea who was going to be in this thing so like seeing things like Ra- like Glow showing up in this game was such a shocker to mm-hmm. us when hugo strange was in it we knew joker'd be in it uh, and Two Face and Penguin had kind of seen their trailer, yeah. Trailer, and then Mr. Freeze, mm-hmm. everybody else was pretty much, you know, we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roswell Gould was a huge surprise. Um, and then the, the, all the little side guy, uh, Hush, um, Matt you know, uh, who Matt Hatter? Matt, Matt, I was gonna say Matt Hatter, um, uh. <laughs> Deadshot, of course, is a is a pretty famous one as well. All those little guys are, uh, you know, were shockers uh, as well. But, like, for me, the – I don't know. It's paced so well, it's hard to say any of them, you know, are – kind of get the short in the stick. You kind mm-hmm. of – particularly with the big ones – I guess you can maybe make the case Two Face to us, and he did the first time I played because I didn't have online. But then you realize that Two Face is really, um, you know, caught up in Catwoman's side mm-hmm. of the story, of uh, what's going on there. So Two Face gets a uh, time to shine. But I mean, I really don't think any of them outshine any of the others because they're all just. Just really well, well drawn, and and the pacing is so great. I mean, it's it's literally Arkham City is the only storyline like that I like Hugo Strange in, because I find Hugo Strange insufferable, really, uh, just in general, um, because you know because 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 Hugo Hugo Strange is a is nowadays is the is the voice of the person that doesn't understand Batman. That's what they use him for, you know, mm-hmm. as the well, you know, he's just as crazy as all the other people. That's who Hugo Strange is. Mm. It's how and they all sound? They all way? sound like that, oh, yes. okay, gotcha. And, 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 and I mean, and this this game is based on that, you know, Hugo Strange is, you know, is that is that character. Uh, he's kind of evolved into being the person who's like, sorry, no more fun with your superheroes anymore because it's not fun. You all should go read Watchmen instead. That's really Hugo Strange. Yes, and they mm. do they do a good job of that in, in Arkham City, um, uh, in leaning into that. But the the idea of his plan and how and how he, he strategizes everything, I thought was really really well done. Um, you know, and so no, I, I didn't have any complaints about any of the villains. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: Al, any any complaints on your end? Anyone that you thought? Could use a bit more screen time or or any other characters that you wanted to see in this game. Or or even in the series, really.
2: Yeah. Um I mean I'm kinda with Josh, which is a which is always a weird.
0: We we might as well set the podcast down now, guys. Yeah. So that's,
2: yeah, that's over. Weird. Um but I'm I'm kinda with Josh. I feel like I'm, um the villains Especially for there being so many villain encounters in that game, um, especially after you include, you know, all the side quests and side investigations you can do. Um, um, I feel like the villains were treated pretty fairly. I mean, I'm always, I'm always one who will consistently ask for some kind of encounter with the Man Bat which we did eventually get in Arkham Knight, for mm. sure, which is probably probably my favorite introduction to a villain in that entire franchise. is <laughs> the Man-Bat encounter, um, just because you're just kind of floating through the city, trying to mind your own business, and and boom, it's Man-Bat. Um, <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, but, no, I feel like the villains were treated, you know, all of them got a pretty fair shake. Um, as far as things went, I was always impressed with how expansive the rogues gallery in those games were. I mean, you got into, like, on um, the Mad Hatter. You found, um again, especially if you go into the Easter eggs, you found Easter eggs for, like, f- for Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Like, <laughs> everybody's favorite Batman villains. Um, just um, just kind of wild. Um, I will say, if I had to choose one, if I had to choose a villain that stands out... Specifically from Arkham City, um, I'm going to have to go with Mr. Freeze. Um, the Mr. Freeze boss fight is one of the best crafted boss fights um, I've ever played. Um, the way it forces you to be diverse in your approach, the way it forces you to just kind of think about the fight in general and constantly adapt to the villain adapting to your, um, strategies, uh, that's just a terrific, terrific fight, um, but, um, no, no, I was always very impressed with uh, what they did with the Rose Gallery, um, in those games, um, especially in Arkham City, because it was so expansive.
0: You know, the, the Mr. Freeze fight, I, I really do love, um, Mister Freeze is one of my favorite Batman villains. Really, one of my favorite villains in general. But I, I just I love I do love that boss fight. But there was always a small part of me that had to laugh because I kind of felt like Kevin McAllister in the first Home Alone, waiting for him to like fall in like certain traps, and I'd be like, like he didn't get close enough, you know, to like something like that. And it was just, it was just always just, just kind of funny to just like, is he going to stand underneath that? N- that floorboard that's the perfect time so i can blow it and then he he gets stunned you know so that but 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 yes i do i do agree that it is one of the better boss fights of the game it was was always kind of kind of funny um so we we talked about how really just kind of you know full the world is of different easter eggs and everything And, and i do kind of want to get into that but what are what are our thoughts, Josh? You kind of touched on you know the main story, but really I kind of want to talk a little bit more about like the kind of an overarching story. There is a very a very clear Batman versus Joker narrative, particularly throughout the main three titles, and well, actually, really through Origins as well. Spoiler alert. Um, what are your thoughts on kind of how they how they did that with especially with you know Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, you know kind of their last, I mean, at the time it was definitely, they've done other things since then, but that was kind of their last big cooperation as Batman and the Joker, um, for the foreseeable future, at least. And then Troy Baker taking up the reins as Joker and Arkham origins. What were your, kind of your thoughts on that storyline, kind of how they placed everything?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, real quick, Troy, Troy Baker is really underrated with what he does in Arkham origins. And, um, one of the bigger, uh, shocks to me because you know they it, it is a twist in Arkham Origins once again spoiler alert is that you know Joker's black mask mm-hmm. he's the one doing everything and I thought that was a really really interesting uh, take on 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 the story they were trying to tell there um, but I you know I, I've man I've read a lot of Batman and I've um, spent a lot of time with the mythos and you know watched a lot of the Batman shows and well all the Batman shows and all the movies and you know, Arkham city's about as good a batman story as you're gonna get um with what with what they're trying to do there because it is one of those um gauntlet stories but it's not one where you know by the you know where where it's just you know closed door after closed door every everything kind of makes sense and in, in what they're doing um you know and what you know and how they have to uh uh, how they weave that the narrative uh, through all these different places, um, and they're really kind of elegant with it. The only time I can think where they're not mm. elegant with it, and, all, and still makes me angry to this day, because is when uh, Penguin gets that gun, and you can't, mm. you can't do mm. anything, and so you've got to go and you've got to get the yeah mm. you got to get the Freeze Tech, Freeze to stop Mister Freeze, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, that's a weird. I mean that that that, that that's a very video game moment um but like uh other than that um everything they do in this game uh, is really really well put together um and once again goker has you know and, and they they pull off a nice bait and switch that's right there in front of you uh from the very beginning uh really from the really it's right there in front of you in batman arkham asylum because they one of the first things they do in Batman: Arkham Asylum with, Clay, with Clayface, and one of the coolest little Easter eggs, you know, is that Clayface in his uh, in his jail cell is is playing Gordon and telling you, you know, let me out. You know, do you remember oh,
0: that? Oh, I do remember that. And now, so, like, yeah. like,
1: so, for, it's like, so going back, to Arkham Asylum, they they set in motion this idea that Clayface has the ability to play uh, and act as other people, and so you know, this idea that Joker. Um, you know, is has somehow healed himself uh, throughout this game, and is you know, and and is has been uh, you know messing with you the entire time as Clayface. That was a great reveal. That was a fantastic reveal. How they did that, and then another great boss fight. Um, mm. You know, against Clayface. Um, but to me, the the storyline itself, just how it weaves through everything, how it brings in. Ra's al ghoul how you bring in the idea that Hugo Strange and Razal Gul would be working together, um, because of course they would, because their ideas are going to align pretty pretty closely. Uh, the fact that Joker, you know, has been playing everybody on top of everything, you know, and of course just that ending, you know, where you know <clears throat> you want to hear something funny, even after everything you did, I still would have given it to you, you know, when when Joker breaks the the antidote, uh, the last last part of the antidote. And, uh, you know, and Joker just dies and they didn't retcon that. And to me, that was that's the and that is actually pretty funny. The, yeah, it is. The it's research, pretty funny. That is yeah. actually pretty funny. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he says, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. And just that scene of just young know, Batman walking out with the Joker and just putting him on the car and walking away. Just I mean, it was a really just a really good story. And uh, and it's it, you know, and, and it's one that they were really gutsy to tell it that way. Um, because joker for whatever reason is as popular as batman and um you know and to kill him off that's a gutsy thing to do uh, of course you know he's still around in, in arkham knight and in bruce's head and in and in some pretty funny ways um but, you know, and then the game, you know, and the game ends and you're you're going through the credits and then you've got that one last, you know, call from Joker where he sings only you to you. Mm. Probably Mark Hamill's best performance <laughs> ever, in my opinion. Like, that was just brilliant. Uh, so, you know, the storyline, I, I think, is is it's one of my favorite. I, I mean, if, if, if there were like if, if someone came up to me and was like, you know, give me five Batman storylines, you know, that that you need to that, that I need to experience across any media. Arkham City would be one of them. It almost would have to be just because of how well it integrates, you know, the the villains and just the Batman mythos and you know and just the interplay between him and the Joker. It's just so good. Everything about it is just really good. I am kind of, I'm, I'm really willing to play it again.
0: Mm-hmm. You just know, talking as, as, about as it. I'm yeah.
1: talking about it, yeah. That's that's going kind to of happen with a lot of these a lot of these
0: different podcasts. Is I want to go home and start re- replaying these yeah. things we're talking about. Um Real quick, before Al, I do want to get to you, but I, I am curious, Josh, because you mentioned the Joker uh, and and Arkham Knight. Do you think that his appearance in Arkham Knight sullies kind of the, his finale in Arkham City at all? Do you think it no. kind of more so? Uh, it's kind of a, a coda or an epilogue, pretty much. No, I
1: mean the thing. One of the, you know, one one of the things that and and more games need to do this. A lot of these games have these really. Um, can can get boring because you are just that character and so it's just you and that character um what arkham knight does really well is adds the joker to that so literally every situation you go into uh has this opportunity to have uh more commentary um and it, ex- it expands what the game's trying to do and and yeah i, I don't think it slowly at all and the reason i know it doesn't at all is because games once again are copying it i mean that's you know, I know it's a a game that we're all making fun of now, but that's what Keanu Reeves' character is in Cyberpunk. It's you know he's mm-hmm. he's with he's with your character the whole way through, and the whole reason he's there is to add extra commentary to these things that are happening. Because if they're not there, that's one of the dangers of Skyrim, right? Is that you're just this, you know, voiceless character. You know, it's just kind of walking around and these things are happening, and there's you know there's no that there's there's no effect on the world, you know. There's nothing there's nothing telling you. There's no real commentary on anything. What Joker does in Arkham Knight so well is he gives you the commentary of all all this stuff that's happening through his lens. And of course, the best example of that is you know when you're hunting down the different Jokers, and he does that song, you know, while you're trying to to get the. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't literally so well, so, so so you're hunting down three separate jokers mm-hmm. um, that uh, have that have the serum and like or that have had been infected, and you go in there and you know and like <laughs> instead of when you're one of them's an entertainer and instead of him singing you see Joker singing. That's right. Yeah. Know? Okay. I do remember and that. And like yes. you know and uh, uh, and it's I'm still laughing. You know. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, by the end of the he's like, you know, I'm even dead, and I'm still laughing, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, and, of course, and all that adds to the 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 end of that, you know, is the perfect ending for the Joker because, you know, even Joker dead, you know, or, you know, Joker having fully taken over Batman, quote-unquote, you know, he can't do it. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's still haunted by Batman, even as he's, quote-unquote, won. And so there's a... Yeah, no, I, I think I think it tells a really good story with the Joker, you know, um, about the best, obviously about the best one you could tell, you know, I would say, you know, it, it's, uh, so they, they did their, they did their research when they were putting that one together.
0: Al, mm-hmm. uh, what about you, man? What What are your, what are your thoughts kind of as the, of the overarching story of the, of the Arkham Mythos and Batman and Joker uh, kind of as a whole?
2: Yeah, I mean... I think it tells a great story um, across all the games. Um, I mean, even even as somebody who has his problems with Arkham Knight, um, the story in Arkham Knight is not one of the things I complain about at all. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm a bit um highest, uh, because um, spoiler alert for Arkham Knight: um, it's chasing Todd. In it, um who's one of my favorite characters. but um, no, no, I think it's great. I think it's a really good depiction of of the relationship between um between the Joker and Batman. Um, I did want to ask. I wanted to ask um josh as as the Batman guy in my life, um, and on this podcast, especially. Um, as, as kind of the authority on Batman, um, Josh, how how would you kind of rank the Arkham Joker as far as like your top three or top five or whatever, um, depictions of the character where kind of in that order would you have this iteration of the Joker on your list?
1: Um, off the top of my head, I would probably say Snyder, Morrison, Ledger, and then this one would probably be where I would where I'd put it. Hmm. Um, of course, you got. do, I mean, Alan Grant wrote some great Joker stories too. So um,
0: you put the Snyder cut.
1: F-O-Y okay, okay, at oh, God, start. oh okay, oh my, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna walk away. Uh, <laughs> Scott Snyder's uh, <laughs> Batman run. Yeah. That is an
2: important right. distinction yeah. you need to make.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, no, you're right. Okay. Actually I'm kinda glad you did that. So no one yeah no one, I, I I didn't no want to have mistakes. that that okay. uh, comment somewhere. Scott Snyder writes two <clears throat> two big Batman stories. Uh two big joker oh, stories. Just two? just two. Batman? Uh two big joker stories. Uh Death of the Family, um, and then uh his version of uh is it Endgame? Endgame, it yeah, in game, yeah. yeah. Um which are fantastic Joker concepts. One, I, and actually, I'd say Zero Year has some yeah. has a pretty great Joker moment too. Yeah, sure. um, so they're they're great. And then Grant Morrison, of course, is the guy that comes up with the idea of Joker's uh, super super sanity, um, where he just keeps kind of breaking his mind over and over and over again uh, because of the Batman. And I just love that concept. Um, you know where he's—that's the best part of Batman. Rest in peace. We're getting off track here, but I don't care. Uh, There's the best part of Batman. Rep, rest in peace, where he just—you know—he's looking at the the guys who—they're all betting. Uh, The—they're all betting on when Batman's going to be uh, destroyed, and he just looks at them and is like, you know, I've literally gone insane trying to figure this guy out. Every time I put a box around him every time i break out of the box he builds another box to put me in and so i love that interplay um and then of course you know i think you know i whatever you want to say about the dark knight trilogy uh which is you know really getting some kind of retroactive criticism some of it probably uh, a little overblown and some of it probably fair no one has can have a complaint about ledger um as that as you know um As his performance, but here's here's what I will say about Arkham City. It's one of the few times I really I do not like the concept of Joker and Batman being in this kind of ersatz relationship uh, where they kind of fulfill each other kind of thing. I don't like that uh, concept, Um, and I do think a lot of a lot of lazy writing has been done around that idea. Um, But Arkham City is one of the few times it works where they do that Um, because you really they really drive home the idea of it being this one-sided relationship and and that is really um that that to me is why it works so well um and just I mean man I just once again and you know Mark Hamill just kills it I mean it's just it's just a I mean he just he just knocks out of the park I mean every single time you know, I, I mean, every single time I'd go, you know, and, and it would tell me I had a voicemail from a Joker. I'd get a little excited, you know. <laughs> and Joker's not even like a, like Jake will tell you, Joker's not a one of my favorite villains. You know, in fact, the most exciting part of Arkham City to me was when Rosalind showed up because he's my favorite. Um, but man, every single time you know he called, I got a little excited because literally every word Mark Hamill states in the in these games is just dripping with. uh I mean, just meaning and just he—he's he, just so good. So yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd probably put him about four, you know. Uh, and I maybe maybe a little further down, depending, you know, if I thought about some some more, like from Alan Grant and Denny O'Neill and stuff like that. But but right now, particularly as far as like a modern version of the Joker, you know, like the psycho killer version of the Joker, mm. there's not a whole lot that are better.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Got yeah, cool, cool. I just wanted to ask that. yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: that yeah. I uh and, and for the record, no, I mean you weren't really getting too too off topic. We're still talking about Batman. I mean, I know it's I know it's Arkham City, but I mean honestly, that's <clears throat> you know, these these games I was kind of starting to really get into the DC universe when these games were coming out. I had obviously, you know, watched Justice League growing up, then Superman, the Batman <laughs> Animated Series, and really kind of fell in love and Teen Titans and kinda of fell in love with different characters um and all the movies up to that point. But Really, this game was kind of when I, th- but this game and Grant Morrison's run was really kind of when I started kind of diving like headfirst into the Batman mythos and really and from there getting into the DC mythos kind of as a whole. So, so no, that's I I don't necessarily consider that off topic because it's part of really kind of how I became how I became a, 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 as big of a DC fan as I am now. Um But, uh, but yeah, speaking of how many different things are just in this game, you know, and little side pieces, side stories, side scenes, um, focusing specifically on Arkham City, uh, for right now, um, Al, what is, what would you say was your favorite kind of secondary moment or really kind of a side story that kind of happened in this?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess because I guess as far as a primary kind of standout moment, I've already talked about the Mr. Freeze boss fight, which is great. Um, Good question. Um, I'm gonna... No, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it, It is in Arkham City where you answer all the phone calls for... Um, Zaz, right? That's an Arkham City, yeah. yeah. Is that yep. Arkham City? Yeah. That's a that's a great side story to pursue. Um it gives and it really brings out one of the stronger parts of the Arkham games as far as the way it presents um mm. Bruce's batman. Because a lot of the stuff in the Arkham games, almost entirely <laughs> the Arkham games, um it focuses on Batman as a detective, as a detective part of his character, rather than as like, you know, a a superhero who leads the Justice League or whatever it might be. I mean, that part is really important to to Batman and his mythology as well. But the Arkham series really brings out in Hammer's home a, a detective part of who Batman is. And um, I mean one of the best things out uh, that really illustrate that is um, is this side story with Zazz, Where as you're traveling through Arkham City, you hear on um, um, the phones ring, the, um, the pay phones um, for any of the younger people who listen to our podcast. Pay phones were phones you could find on the street. And put change into their machine so that you could use them and make a call. Um, yes. But uh, these would ring kind of randomly at various intervals throughout the game. Um, and you would answer them, and it'd be um, um, it'd be about um, how Zaz has tracked down his next victim, or, or or has already killed his next victim, and you're trying to 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 figure out where Zaz is and where he's going to strike next and stuff, and uh, zaz in general um to me is a really underrated um character in batman's rogues gallery um i feel like especially with the rise in popularity um in um in pop culture on uh, the last few years about like serial killers and true crime and stuff like that i think you could do a lot of interesting stuff with zaz and um that um it'll side investigation you do as as Batman the Detective trying to find and stop this, um, this killer in Zazz, Um It was just really, really interesting to me as somebody um, who does have kind of a passion for uh, for true crime and had like um, a forensics psychology specialty in an um, undergrad and stuff. Um, that part was really cool. It was really well done. so. So, yeah, I'm going go with Zaz. I'm going to go with old Zazzy boy. Don't get no love anymore these days. I'm going to go with Zazzy.
0: Zaz. Mm. That... Some, some could say that he is the sassy Zazzy boy.
2: Mm. Very, I I think very few people would say that. Mm. <laughs> well,
0: fortunately, I'm one of them. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to
1: kind of piggyback off what Al said there because particularly with Zaz, uh, that goes back to what I was saying, like they understand the comics because and I I'm this this is gonna sound like I'm trashing Zaz. Uh I'm not, okay. I mean, I I mean as far as like I mean he is a serial killer. But like but but like he does a some trash. yeah he yeah. does deserve some trash. But as <clears throat> a character, what's interesting about Zaz is Zaz is always a guy that slips through the cracks and literally every one of his stories I can think of is just You know, Batman was saving, you know, 700 people from getting blown up by the Joker. And because he was doing that, Zaz was able to kill five people, you know, while he was doing that. And uh, literally every story that I can think of was Zaz Mm -hmm. is that. The most famous, of course, is Nightfall. Nightfall, yeah. Uh, You know, where, like, he's like, I'm dealing with other stuff. I don't have time to deal with this idiot, (laughs) you know, who, who cuts himself, you know, every time he kills somebody. Like, can't someone else deal with this? And, of course, no, they can't. Um, and that's what's interesting about the, uh, the the that side quest is it's always an interruption. It's always an interpolation into something more important that you're doing, but at the same time you got to go save these people. So I was, I, that was a, that was really interesting how they did that because that once again that's somebody is actually thinking through you know how to tell a good story. Um, but if if you're a, yeah, I think Zaz is great. I think um, Deadshot is great. I think Hush is great. Uh, I think the Azrael stuff was really cool. Uh, but Mad Hatter's yeah, probably my favorite side side mm-hmm. story. And it's really just a very simple one. Um, but it worked so well just on, you know, with, with Arkham Asylum, the the things everybody talked about with Arkham Asylum was the scarecrow stuff that they did with the big, you know, mm-hmm. all the, the different fear talks and stuff. <clears throat> you didn't really have that in Arkham City except with Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter's the one that, uh, distorts reality uh, for you, and uh, it's just a really simple little little episode, you know, um, where you're trying to find this kidnapped woman, and you end up in Mad Hatter world with that creepy bunny cow, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just it, it's just it's just like a you know just it's a perfect little you know, and and Mad Hatter's one that's you know a an underrated character in my opinion, you know that no one ever does anything with Mad Hatter uh you know he hasn't had a really good storyline since the batman the animated series and so uh so i was very i was very pleased when when that happened Mm. um so yeah that was probably my favorite side mission
0: definitely a solid pick i I think mad hatter probably my my favorite although you were talking about whenever they kind of distort reality i think one of (laughs) one of the scenes i really loved about this one was the <clears throat> Racial goal boss fight. Whenever it's, oh, all, yeah, it's all of a sudden, it's in the, yeah. it's in the desert, and you're fighting yeah, you're all fighting the different the, uh, the, uh, the, the the League of Assassins. Yeah. You know, that's that's a, that's a really cool moment because, of course, you have the sword and everything, so your your attacks are a little bit different, but it's still basically the same. But it's, he's a sand monster, yeah, and and and, the, and he's a sand monster, yeah. yeah they, they that was a that was another boss fight they did really well with. Um, so doing. You know, we we are kind of wanting to wrap up here in a little bit, but uh, kind of moving forward a little bit. You know, our, Arkham City kind of set the stage. I mean, as as we talked about in the very first question, set the stage really for a lot of action adventure games going forward. Um, especially, you you mentioned, you know. Um, how Shadow of Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War basically ripped ripped it off gameplay wise, because of course they are both but WB. Um, and then I think you and Al both mentioned how Spider-Man kind of took bits and pieces of that combat system and kind of perfected it. Um, but from a storyline perspective, you know, with with Arkham Knight, what do we think of kind of how they how they finished out the story in that, you know, I know you we talked about the Joker a little bit, but you know, Al, you, you mentioned Jason Todd. Um, but what do we think about kind of how they did continue it going forward? And also with Gotham Knights coming out next, next year, I know that that's kind of still kind of up in the air. And if that's set in the same universe or if it is a, uh, like an epilogue to the series or, cause I know it's, that one's not by Rocksteady, right?
1: Or. Uh, it's not cause Rocksteady's in the suicide squad. Yeah. yeah doing um, suicide squad, but I right? mean, the, the Mr. Freeze costume is the Mr. Freeze. Okay. Costume from Arkham city. I mean, it's the exact Same same concept okay so i gotcha well al we'll start with you what, what, what were your thoughts on on
0: arkham knight kind of as a whole kind of following up following up what was kind of the greatness of arkham city
2: yeah um so arkham knight um i'm not sure i don't think i'm in a minority on this i i feel like this is a semi-common opinion to have um Arkham Knight, as far as the gameplay experience goes, Arkham Knight is probably my least favorite of the Arkham franchise. Um, of course, as far as like the story and the narrative goes, again, I'm obviously very biased because it does have Jason Todd, who's, who's my th- favorite character in Batman lore, so I'm kind of biased there. But, um, but um, it's interesting. It's one of... It's one of those situations where i feel like it's a sequel that in part suffers from the fact that it's following up such a great game um in arkham city i think there was kind of almost an expectation in a way for arkham knight to still be a great game which i think at its core it is still a great very enjoyable game but uh, I feel like there was kind of an expectation where it was going to be a great game, it was going to be really enjoyable, but there was some skepticism whenever people would try to compare or temper their expectations based on what Arkham City was. Because Arkham City is just, you know, arguably the great, the, the greatest, best licensed game ever made. Um, so, um, so Arkham Knight, it had its it had it had its things that did really well. It it checked off a lot of the boxes that you want out of a sequel game, right? It took the things that the that the Arkham franchise already did well and expounded and improved on them for sure. Um, the combat in Arkham City is as fluid as that combat. Or in Arkham Knights, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, the combat in Arkham Knights is as fluid as the Arkham combat has ever been, um, for sure. Um, um, they forced you to use um, detective mode. Um, traveling through the map when you're not in the tank is a wonderful experience, um, but I'm um, it hit. It's um, it hit. It's snags and it stumbles as well. You know, um, I don't know if. Y- If y'all recall, or if you're even aware at the time, I know I was only kind of tangentially aware of it because I wasn't into PC gaming at the time when Arkham Knights came out. But the PC launch of Arkham Knights was really, really bad. Um, um, The game on PC for the longest time was pretty much unplayable for a lot of people. Uh, Unplayable. mm -hmm, I'd heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was always kind of, um, a smear on the game for a very long time. I've heard it's been like patched and updated and it runs fine now, but that was at least at launch and for a while after that was always a smear on it. Um, six years later, I would hope so. Ooh. You would kind of hope so. I mean, there are games that did not ever get fixed. So, there, so that's always a consideration, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think Arkham Knight, um, I think it's fine i think it's a it's an enjoyable game i think it has some weirdness to it i think it stretches the idea that batman doesn't kill people i think it stretches that suspension of disbelief just a bit when you're hitting people with your car or at least with the electric field surrounding your car yeah Um, exactly they're fine because that (laughs) yeah because that won't kill anybody. Um, you can't die from a execution. you aren't a ghost. um but um, it does some weird stuff, but it the things the franchise has always done well. Um, it still did well in Arkham Knight, and some of the things it tried to innovate on um they weren't total disasters. They were k- kind of weird at times but they weren't total disasters. Um, and as far as the story goes, uh, the story in Arkham Knight is still really enjoyable. It's really easy to get yourself lost, both in the map and exploration parts, as well as in on the main story, too, just because um, they've done such a good job crafting that environment and submerging it in that kind of classic um, Batman mythology. But um, I'm one who's a who's really intrigued, who's a little bit skeptical, just a tiny bit skeptical about what um, the Gotham Knights game is going to be um, and how it's going to turn out. Um, I really want to see more of that game and get a bit more um, clear guidance on what the final project is going to be. So that's going to be interesting. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a long... F- or the ride. And even if it isn't very good, that won't change the fact that um, the Arkham franchise is just such a rich point um, in video game history.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, Josh, your thoughts on Arkham Knight?
1: Yeah, I, so Arkham Knight for me is is a my, my main issue with Arkham Knight is that I don't think Arkham Knight really uh, trusted itself um, to end the series, and so it relied on a lot of uh, gimmicks that I don't think really played out uh, very well. the The tank, the the bat tank, um, it's just it's really, really hard for me to uh, justify it being as prominent as it is um it's really extremely hard for me to justify that being the district boss fight the death boss fight <laughs> well and also in a, in a way the jason todd boss fight oh um, yeah because you yeah. really don't get a boss fight against jason uh mm-hmm. you get the you get the stealth you moment you get the stealth so. moment and and before that you get the 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 fight in the tank mm-hmm. and so you've got these you've got these really personal moments in my opinion Uh, where you can do so much more and they're just like we're gonna throw the tank in there um and so i just i don't know i just a lot of that um and and another one you know you have this like this last stand at gotham city uh police department you know and uh and, and i was just ready for it like they really gear it up and they're like He's sending his drones, and I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. And so you got to go and shoot down, like, 70 drones. Mm. And it's just, it's just, it's just a very, it's, it's arduous is the best way to describe it. Um, but, I, I mean, I liked Arkham Knight, and, and I think it did a lot of interesting things uh, that it didn't do enough. Um, the, the, you know, anytime you teamed up, so team up with Nightwing, team up with Robin, team up with Catwoman. Uh, anytime you teamed up with somebody, it was very interesting, and that that was fun, you know. And then it would stop, and you're you're done. So you you know you team up night when you take down Penguin. Well, that was that was a fun little you know hour long jaunt, and then you're yeah. done with that, and yeah. and so stuff like that. They definitely needed more of. Um, so you know I, it's it, it's a it's a really good game, but it's also really interesting. It was it was one of the first games of the the PS Four generation where i was like they almost overexpanded themselves because i don't know if they really knew what to do with all this space um that being said professor pig is a standout yeah uh, when deacon blackfire shows up i was just amazed <laughs> uh i i i was like that i would have yeah i mean there there's nothing there would have been no way to convince me and deacon black friday ever be in a batman game i mean ever um so when that happened i was just shocked and amazed and uh you know and they they had a lot of good moments like that um but i just think a lot of it uh, kind of gets wasted um in just how broad uh this game has to be also i think scarecrow kind of scarecrow guy of gets wasted in this game and he's supposedly your main bad guy yeah uh, you don't really have a real moment with him so um as and in regards to gotham knight so here's here's the thing okay with gotham knight gotham knight is um really hinging itself on co-op and they have an opportunity to do different kind of things with co-op because They have an opportunity to really do what Avengers should have done. Um, And here's here's what will make or break this game. Here's what I'm worried. That this game will be a co-op kind of beat-em-up in the sense that Avengers was. And I like Avengers. I like the game. But if you want to make that game successful, the things that are going to make that game successful are making sure every single character plays drastically different. each other because you've got four drastically different characters you're showing up there so you know you got you you got batgirl you really need to lean into her oracle-ness with nightwing you really need to lean into the acrobatics with tim drake you really need to lean into detective stuff with red hood you need to really lean into the wild card aspect of that whatever that means and if you can find a way to tailor missions where all four of those characters are at their best that game's going to be a success if it becomes a game where it's just okay now we're going to take down waves of enemies and then like hey red hood go go stand on this uh go stand on this uh platform and then back go stand on this platform while i go turn the key in the door if that's what this game becomes it's going to be a failure Mm -hmm. and uh and that's kind of what i'm a little worried about with it but i don't know i could be wrong um i've I've got high hopes for it because the idea of playing those four co-op uh and and that's their thing. it doesn't have to be i really i really hope it's not open world i really kind of do i really hope it's more of a mission-based kind of thing where they give you some playgrounds and then just like okay now you're this is your team Go go! Figure out how to deal with this, and if you can do that with a four-player co-op situation, that'll be a really fun, successful game. Um, I just don't know if that's what they're going to do with it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, that's that was something I was kind of nervous with. Um, kind of with some of the things that you were talking about with if it's going to be kind of a for, uh, possibly a force co-op, or if it's going to be just single player. And I know that they are had they confirmed it is co-op. I thought that was the whole point of it. That was it. Okay, I gotcha. Um, but then, of course, like you said, you know, is it going to be just another loot grind? You know, well, what, what, this is coming from, once again from two people who actually enjoy the Avengers game, but at the same time, I understand people's complaints, and I don't really want that for a game that has 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 the opportunity to be something a lot better. Um, so, so yeah, so I definitely do agree with you there
2: all right uh, um, hey Jacob? yes al yes please um so before you do the wrap-up stuff um i have a question about arkham and its implications um on video games i would like to post to you and josh oh. as well um, just real quick yeah i'm 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 a commandeer this podcast real quick and ask all the questions okay. um but um so with the massive amount of success that the arkham franchise had um over a pretty long time not an incredibly long time because you had f- four games come out in a matter of about s- six years um so good onslaught of games all pretty well successful all sold really well um i have a huge fan base um went on to inspire Um, Spider-Man in 2018 um, and the Morales game as well Um, we are getting Gotham Knights which is going to be interesting to see how similar that is to the Arkham franchise we're getting uh, Suicide Squad from Rocksteady which um, is going to be interesting as well Um, the question I want to pose to you is at any point in 2009 to 2015, which is from when Arkham Asylum to Arkham Knight were released. Um, in that time, um, does it surprise you guys at all that that the people over at um, the WB weren't like, hey, let's do this thing with several more of our characters? like? Um, are you surprised at all that during the six-year run of the Arkham franchise, we didn't get, you know, a Superman game or a or a Wonder Woman game or a Flash game or Green Lantern or any of that, um, you know, stockpile of characters that WB has the rights to that they could do this kind of thing with? Does that surprise you? Do you have any ideas on why we didn't get that kind of onslaught of games at any point, like... Uh, what's y'all's opinion on that, um, Jacob? You're the head, head cheese and grande queso. I'll I'll ask you first.
0: Oh goodness. Okay. Um, so somewhere on YouTube, if you, if you can hunt it down, um, and I'll be happy to send this with you all. And if anyone is looking for the footage, just message us on any of our social media. I'll find it somewhere for you all. Um, <clears throat> Rocksteady was working on a Superman game. There was a point in time where they were going to be doing a Superman standalone game um set in the same universe i want to say forgive me i'm most likely wrong on the time frame but i thought that originally they had been working on it um almost concurrently with arkham knight to where basically arkham knight was going to come out and then they were going to lead into like a superman not sure if it's going to be a superman series or just like a superman solo game or something like that but there was a point in time where they were talking about that um and it just kind of fell through. Apparently, I know that some people were kind of concerned with, well, how do you do Superman if he's going to be taking damage? You know, how do you make that game interesting? Oh no, they got kryptonite guns now. Yeah, ex- exactly. Which I mean, that that that's kind of my thing. It's like, okay, magic, kryptonite, just lower his power levels to like a like silver, like a, uh, excuse me, not silver age. He's insane, silver age. Um, like a bronze age version of Superman, like from the seventies and eighties, where he's a little bit underpowered um or like like john burns man of steel a little bit or something like that there's a lot of things they could have done to where to where they could they could make it to where it's an interesting like combat system and going against him also i think the combat system itself would have been really interesting because obviously i mean he's superman he's going to be playing entirely different from batman um and you know you have so many more abilities and different things you can do so i i would have loved to have seen obviously being the superman fan i am but it unfortunately fell through to the best of my knowledge they aren't continuing that at all i haven't heard and if they do i mean it's going to be a it's probably gonna be an entirely different kind of game um than what was originally shown and 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 for the record like what they showed wasn't it was all like pre-alpha or really pre-beta even um it wasn't anything too crazy to where it was like we almost had the superman game guys you know it wasn't anything like that like uh, star wars thirteen thirteen was or anything else like that so um but when it comes to the other DC characters, I think the Warner Brothers has kind of shown us over the last few years that they almost have the struggle where it's almost as though they don't want to branch out too far into the open waters when it comes to either their movies or, or their or their games in a lot of ways. Um, I think that kind of that kind of goes to show you. I mean, there was a point in time where. Batman was the only person who had a movie out for seven years, I think, and and that's not you know a, like a nod to Batman, like saying that Batman doesn't deserve those films. It's more so of a you never had to sell your rights the way the Marvel did. You always had every single character under the branch of, of Warner Brothers. Why aren't you doing more with them? And I understand we didn't have the boom of you know of the comic book of the kind of the comic book video game boom that we've had from Marvel the last few years, the boom from the films that we've obviously had. Um, they've kind of been just kind of slowly kind of putting more stuff out. I mean, I know they've done a lot with shows and animation and animations. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, animated movies and things like that. Um, but when it comes to video games, for some reason it seems like they've been really kind of slow on it. I, even as someone who struggles with, with, this show I do not I will never understand why there was not an Arrow video game like Mm -hmm. that just does not make sense to me sure Sure. um because even as someone who once again has a lot a lot of problems (laughs) with with the Arrowverse um and the CW shows have come out since then it does not make sense to me that you know Stephen Amell was not you know cashing in you know millions of dollar checks like he like if you had, and also he's a pretty chill guy i think if you had come up to him and said hey we're gonna put you in a video game we need you to voice oliver again i really think he would have been like okay sweet let's go same with like grant gustin um melissa ben or however you say her last name i know i probably butchered that if you wanted to do a cw video like dc video game you absolutely could have done that and it really doesn't make sense that they haven't um, or of course now I'm not even sure if it would really work quite as well as it would, you know, say four years ago when everyone was obsessed with was obsessed with those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I honestly, honestly, I think the reason that they haven't done more is just I think I think DC or DC and Warner Brothers I think are just a little bit hesitant on branching out too much further than. Batman and maybe a Justice League game. I, th- I think I think a Justice League as a whole game. I I could actually see that before I could see any other solo games.
2: Hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Josh, how about you, bud? What's your thoughts yeah,
1: I can, on the, on the I last don't think Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with Jake. I know he's the head cheese, but there'll never be a Justice League game. And I'm gonna tell you why. There's a there's a real laziness in how WB does their th- their stuff. Uh, if you look at how Marvel has approached video games, you've got a Marvel game from Crystal Dynamics. You've got a Marvel game from, as a Team Ninja that does Ultimate Alliance. Mm-hmm. You've got a Marvel game from Sony. Rocksteady's doing all the WB stuff, and so if you're asking for Rocksteady to branch out into different power sets, what you're really asking Rocksteady to do is, well, they need to create a whole new engine. So now you've got engines for each game. And if you want to know why that's difficult to pull off, just look at Avengers and, and, you know, Matt McMuscle just put out a fantastic uh, video on what happened with Avengers. And the basic issue is like, the reason it was so buggy is because how do you put Thor, how do you put someone playing as Thor and someone playing as black widow into an open world and make it look the and make it work? Because you're essentially running two separate engines at the same time with those characters, and I don't think people understand that when they, when they're asking for these games. Because how do you make Superman, you know, Superman, you know, flying faster than a speeding bullet, you know, alongside Batman, who's you know using his uh, cape as a hang glider? How do you make those in the same engine? Uh, that's a very difficult thing to pull off. And so Rocksteady, you know, yeah, I think, I think they tried it with Superman. They were like, you know, it'd just be easier to do another Batman game. And that's why you're getting Suicide Squad, because you don't have to worry about that with Suicide Squad. Because in my opinion, what Suicide Squad will end up being is Harley Quinn will be the jumping around Batman. Deadshot will be Batman with a gun. King Shark will be Big Batman. Mm. And Captain Boomerang will be Batman with boomerangs, and that—that's what'll it end up being. And that's perfectly fine. But you're not going to get this expansive universe if you're not willing to branch out into other uh, other studios. <clears throat> it's going to be difficult to pull off. Um. So yeah, that—that's why that's why they didn't do it. You know, uh, there's there's a lot of ways to work around Superman. It's invulnerability and stuff like that, but I I think at the end of the day it just comes down to laziness. Mm. You
2: gotcha, you. You, got you. Okay, I just wanted to ask and s- <laughs> see what y'all thought. Um, but yeah, I um, um I yield my time, counselor <laughs> <I swear>, Jacob. <Jake, laughs> I yield it to you.
0: No, I mean I, I'm I actually honestly, man, I'm I'm genuinely I'm really glad you asked that question. That was a that's a good. I, that's a, that's a good ender, and that's a that was a good question. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you all so very much for uh, you know just listening, tuning in to us. Um, Al mentioned it the last time that he that he was talking. You know, there's so many things out there to listen to and to watch. Um, and if you guys have taken the time to support us in any way, whether it's reading an article, watching a video, listening to a podcast, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. We really do um if you do have a chance and you're wanting to support us a little bit more head over to patreon we would love to see you all on there Uh, as of right now if you have been a loki fan um if you subscribe uh to patreon at all uh whether it's the one dollar tab or the five dollar one and you message us with a couple a little bit information about yourself um jenny admin raven will be giving you your very own loki variant reading um so who is your loki variant is the, re- is the real question so uh so yeah if you guys are interested in doing that please have hop on over to patreon it says fan of correspondence on there um and plus we'll be having we'll be doing more uh fan stuff here in a little bit we've got a couple podcasts that we have planned that we are definitely set up with doing um but we will be doing more of we want to do a fan week where you guys are getting to vote on what we're talking about, what we're covering, um, and really kind of doing more more interactions with you all. And really just let us know what you guys want to see. That's that's kind of the main thing. Um, because as we have always said, and as is our motto and our closing, fandom is for everyone. Um, and, that's, and that goes just as much for us with covering it as it does for how much we enjoy it. So we're going to leave you all with that. Thank you all so much once again. Have a wonderful night. We'll see you all next time. Thank you all. Cowabunga.